your team, trade them out. Drag it to your mace like you never had a doubt. It's FMDT coming around for you. Cause no one really knows the way you pick like you do. Injuries or worse, suddenly retired and hurt. Get your backs, forwards and mids. Never satisfied you, boys got the shits. It's FMDT coming around for you. FMDT, 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 coming up for you. FMDT, there's nothing you can do. FMDT, coming around for you. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, listeners, to FMDT. We're chatting about round 10. Uh, it's the halfway point of the regular season, in fact. So we're really seeing how things have shaped up so far. Joined, as always, by Steve. How are you? Farewell, thanks. Yeah, good to be here again. Yeah, um, and just like we were saying, there's a heap to talk about. Very exciting round, wasn't it? Yeah, it was great. A few close ones, a few that, a few big upsets as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, unfortunately, on my end, I didn't get to watch too much football this round, though. Um, I had a had a few things on, so it was a bit of a quiet football watching one for me. Um, Saturday in particular, I had a quiz night on, which clashed with the Dreamtime match. Um, and it was one of those quiz nights where phones are completely banned. So if you're caught with your phone, they say you void the entire round. That was the announcement. So my team was wow. my team was very much on me to not be pulling out my phone and checking the scores because they wanted to win. <laughs> um, so I couldn't even risk How it. How did you go? In the quiz? Yeah. Well, funnily enough, we were doing extremely well until the very end, where another team just pulled ahead of us um, by two points. And the worst part about this whole thing was that there was no prize for second. So oh. we, <laughs> we had to watch the first... Yeah, yeah, we had to watch the winners get wine bottles per person, uh, vouchers, a whole bunch of things, while we just got nothing and just pipped at the post. Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> I know, it was terrible. In fact, it kind of reminds me of my result this week. Just pipped at the post. <laughs> that might be a nice little segue. Yeah. Nice. Uh, all planned. Yeah. So we'll get straight into it. Um, if you want, as yeah. You, as you mentioned, <laughs> a bunch of Kents went down <laughs> 1472 to Shadow of Ruins 1481. So a nine-point margin. Pipped at the post, as you said. Um, a round of upsets starting here. Um, now... I, I, we did note last week that you and Ian were only separated by two points in, in your favour um, in the prior week. Uh, this time right. it was uh, a massive nine points, but it went but went the other way. Um, and you both had big drop-offs, so from 16, 15 to 14, 80-odd. So, yeah, not a good week uh, for either of you, really. Um, but um, for Ian, uh, it it was Whitfield who who got, got the job done again to maintain his uh, top spot on the season averages. Just um, he's he's just a shade ahead of another player. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, we'll talk about him a bit later. <laughs> yeah, um, and also Luke Shuey really stood up for him. 134 in a in a finals like performance. He uh, he loves Adelaide Oval. I think he's 
he's done good things there before. Well, good things depending on <laughs> which team you support. Um, so, yeah, Shuey and Whitfield led the way. Um, just on a down note for Ian, um, Zeeble just crashed back to earth with um, 107 fewer points than the week before um, from yeah. 155 to 48. Change of role, played up forward, not sure why. How weird, um, right, after getting that massive score yeah. last week, season best score. I feel like it was sort of like Brad Scott's just final, like, fuck you to everyone. See you later. <laughs> but then they won it. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. It somehow it worked. Yeah. Um, so we were tracking the best, uh, the biggest difference week to week. Um, that was 107 points. Canelio still got the record, 111 points between round one and round two. But uh, Zebul did his uh, did his best to to beat that record. What about a uh, uh, Lockie Whitfield's uh, uh, 39 up to uh, 190 the week after? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I mean, I didn't up... think of it that way. Yeah, from low to high, rather from high to low. Yeah, no, that's. Yeah. That'll be unbeatable record. Was he was he injured in that game, or was he just tagged? Yeah, yeah I think he did get injured towards the end. I think it was like he was still going to have a terrible score, but still played he... most of the match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I guess that's I know, sort of counts because he had it's like an seventy nine percent game time still. Yeah, yeah, little bit of an asterisk. Um, but yeah, that's. I mean, they also weren't, it wasn't a week to week uh, in the sense that it was three weeks apart. It was game to game, but not like, yeah, not consecutive weeks. A but, couple of yeah, asterisks then. Interesting All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll keep, the re- we'll keep the research coming on that then in the future. Yeah. Find the next <laughs> yeah. best fluctuations. <laughs> um, on your side of it, um, oh, yeah. as you pointed out to me, uh, you really cost yourself the the win because you put Nathan Wilson on the bench and he got a hundred. Mm. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean we know Wilson's inconsistent. You obviously saw yeah saw his inconsistency. Um, but you took the risk with Bailey Williams' first game since round five, only his third game of the season, averaging I think fifty before that uh, for for these two games. So it was a big risk to to put Williams on field. And it cost you 43 points. So uh, that was only the start of your mistakes, though. You also <laughs> had Darling as an emergency, get 94, compared to Fisher's woeful 44, 50-point difference there. I mean, to, to be fair, Fisher was playing St Kilda, which looks like a reasonable matchup. Um, Darling against a better team in Adelaide. Um, but Darling's just maybe started to show something. He kicked a few goals against Gold Coast a few weeks ago. Um, so you're comparing Adelaide between. to Gold Coast, are we? Uh, no, no, I'm saying Darling's finding some form. He probably got right. some confidence out of the Gold Coast game and, and now, you know, he's kicked um, three he, goals he also, against he also Adelaide. He played St Kilda and Melbourne, who you would say are yeah, much yeah. worse than Adelaide if, and got he could have 16 and 58. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, 16 and 58 is better than the, the 30s and <laughs> 20s he was getting before. Yes. But yeah, it's a low bar. Yep. So I can't blame you too much with Fisher and, and um, Darling, but it's just one of those frustrating ones that happen. Um, and I guess the the other the other one I noticed was um, mm-hmm. Brayshaw only got 75. I mean, uh, tough yep. matchup against URS. 
if only like we we offered any <laughs> trades that might have made the difference just during the one, week. Like just one, about... actually. Oh, only one. Okay. One person jumped onto me uh, bagging Brayshaw to death, and yes, uh, Steve offered me Cam Guffrey, which I pretty promptly dismissed, to be honest. I said, are you having a laugh? But it turns out it would have got me a win this week, so, you know, I don't, I don't know how much worth so, wins are worth, but um, yeah, definitely could have done with that trade. I don't know. I mean, I still, I yeah. still am pretty going to keep backing Angus in for... A while i think but this is four scores in a row now which are pretty shit so not too happy yeah yeah well that's that's all i had um did you want to reflect on on that loss or move on <laughs> i've got i've got a few things yeah um yeah look you're right about the bailey williams thing i sort of got sucked into he had a lot of still you know it's that preseason hype and like um i don't know so I, I obviously should have gone with uh wilson there but i don't know I, I really really got sucked into williams that was a really bad decision um and i said i didn't watch too many games this week but the one that i did man uh manage to get to was the Fremantle brisbane game which was actually a really good game to watch um but unfortunately yeah. the only person that i had to follow in that game was ian's player brad hill and <laughs> all I got to see was him climbing up and getting closer and closer to my score. And he was having an absolute belter out there. Um, and he, I mean, he pretty much brought Fremantle back. Um, he had a huge part in that win and huge part in Ian's win there. So, yeah, it was quite frustrating to watch. Um, but, yeah, good on, good on you, Ian, for uh, getting one over me. I shouldn't really be winning with a 1,400 score, I guess, so I can't complain a lot too much. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, Brad Hill, 26 kicks. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, Brad Hill, um, as we know, not uh, Michael Walters, as Fan40 has identified him. <laughs> All right. I think uh, both, both played well. <laughs> they both did, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, well, we'll move on to the team that actually does have Michael Walters on their team. Um, and that was, I shot the Sharon, who got just over in Millsy Mills, uh, Chateau Verde floor, losing by 13 points. And this was one that went down to the wire again. Um, it was a top of the table clash. So going into this, they were one and two. And in fact, they remain one and two after this clash. Um, and in the final game, the Frio Brisbane game, they had four players each and Max and Millsy would have been tearing their hair out watching it though, because Millsy's four players combined for 276 points. That's an average of 69 between them. And these are guys like Dane Zorko, Lockie Neal, Alex Wiverton and Reese Conker. And then yeah, Max's four, guns. yeah, <laughs> three absolute guns. And Max's four only combined for um, for seven points better for 283 altogether. Um, Jesse Hogan's 24 uh, really uh, letting him down there, but he was saved by the hero, Michael Walters, who got him 108 points and got him over the line just. So I think, uh, yeah, overall... Um, you could you could say Ian was a little bit unlucky. He looked like he had definitely the better plays going into that final game, and they really let him down. Um, Max was very very lucky to get this win because he only had one ton in his midfield line, 
So he put up a score over 1500 while only getting Chris Main over the 100 mark, um, which is pretty impressive when people like McRae, Hunter, Phillips, all these guys are underachieving. Yeah, just still pull out a decent score. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Good depth. Uh, yeah, very much so. Um, I think his biggest hero for the day was uh, Darcy Byrne-Jones, the highest score for his team, and 126 is massive. Um, and yeah, he deserves a big shout out because he was a 21st round pick for Max and he's returned him an 86 average so far. He's actually good for the 14th best defender currently. Um, and he is, yeah, he's going yeah. fantastic. Um, that matchup actually most port defenders did extremely well out of. So, um, Hawthorne seems to be someone that gives up pretty good points to defenders for whatever reason. Um, yeah, and Darcy Byrne-Jones, obviously the, the main culprit there. Um, on Millsy's side, though, he, he would be kicking himself for benching, for making all of the wrong decisions on his bench. So Jared Leanert sat there with 86 points. Had he played him for most of his other defenders, he would have won, especially Mason Redmond. Um, he could have had Hugh Greenwood on, who got 112, and that might be might be one of the bigger bench scores that we've seen. Uh, he could have easily played him over Reese Conker, and um, yeah, his overall he benched 104 points, so quite a massive difference. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ah, that's no good. As he said on Facebook, just one of those FMDT moments. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what the show's here for, Millsy. Uh, Good yeah. vent. Good vent. Yeah, for sure. Do you have anything on that one? Uh, no, you've covered it pretty well there. Yeah. I have. Uh, oh, yeah. Another big upset um, between Cornflakes getting 15.33, going down mm. to UN Security Council 16.07. So I guess the big highlight of this week was um, seeing how the, the Heppel-Goldstein trade went. Um, I really like thinking of it as the Heppel-Goldstein. It kind of sounds like a, a physics theorem or, or something like that. Um, so, <laughs> yep. so, yeah, uh, forget about Simpson and Nunes. Don't care about them. Um, but Heppel-Goldstein uh, had a big 79-point discrepancy uh, going in Goldstein's favour. Just massive. Um, I, I wrote in my in my notes here that that Goldie outscored Heppel by 780. I think I, that was a slight typo, but 79 <laughs> is pretty big. Um, so so Goldie channeled uh, 2015 with his 153. Um, on the other hand, Heppel channeled 2016 by barely even turning up. <laughs> Oh, very nice. Um, I think I made the uh, call last week, actually, that um, that uh, Brett might have been better off with a uh, free agent rather than uh, told Goldstein. <laughs> <laughs> we can uh, roll that clip if we've still got it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> probably wasn't my best call. Uh, yeah, I think that's put that one to bed yeah. um, pretty thoroughly. So... Yeah, Brett had a really good week overall, second highest score of the week. Um, Libba returned to form, getting his first ton for, um, I'm going to say, seven weeks or something like that. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, and most of most of uh, 
most of Brett's midfield did well with Crouch, Kelly and Fiorini all going over 115. Um, so, yeah, pretty good all round. Um, good in defence. Only the forward line looks a little bit shaky with um, 42 for Matera. Um, and I will acknowledge Nunes, he only got 58, so may not have... Um, yeah, may not be worth as much as, as he traded him for in Simpson. But we'll see if that turns around. Um, yeah, on Shane's side of it, uh, the, the week started about as poorly as it could have with still side bottom getting a heavy tag um, and scored only 48 on Friday night. Um, things lifted a little bit with... Uh, some massive scores from Hendergoat, 143, and Hooley just keeps getting it done with 144. I suspect he's probably the second highest averaging defender after Whitfield. Without without checking, it just seems seems right. Um, but yeah, he Shane had a lot of other players down. Um, so yeah, um, Hurley was down. He had to start Phil Davis for some reason. Not really sure what's going on there. He's been yeah, starting him the um, start. last couple of weeks, actually. Yeah, so obviously a little bit of weakness in, in his defence. Um, and, yeah, up forward, obviously he's... Uh, I think he's copped a couple of injuries. So he's starting Sean McKernan, um, who's not exactly reliable. And um, even Charlie Cameron, pretty inconsistent, although came off a 90 with a with a 73 so not too bad but yeah obviously many goal is the big injury in his forward line and he's uh missing zach jones and pierce hanley from the back line so he's had to start some some shaky players and yeah it's cost him this week got some, so, got some stat news for you uh, uh steve uh Hall is the uh third best averaging defender for the season uh behind Lockie whitfield and jake lloyd ah good call yeah so Lloydy's obviously picked it up again after missing out for three weeks because um, he started yeah. so well and then he he had that down that dip. So yeah, anyway, Hooley's going at 106. So it's yeah, th- those three are, are, are a huge like top tier, top 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 tier guys. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Hooley can maintain that for the year because he's he's never been as good a scorer as this. Um, he's always been like a solid 90 to 95 in you know, years gone by. Um, not not last year, but yeah. Um, yeah, think, so it will be interesting worry, to see if he drops off. And the worry of him surely has to be his injury history as well. You know, he's he's missed quite a lot over the last couple of years. Um, and he's 31 years of age now. So you'd think, uh, you know, it's quite likely he might miss a few more this season. So I think that would be the major thing for Shane. Yeah, yeah. He used to be very durable, though, so I think he played nearly every game for, for about five seasons. But, yeah, the last three seasons he's been missing a lot of games, and that just comes with age. So, yeah, he'll probably end up missing a couple, you'd think, at some point, even if he's, yeah, just resting or a bit of, bit of soreness. Um, so, yeah, that's all I had for that game. Did you have any other any other stats or... Uh, no, not not really. I, I actually, it's just, it was just one little minor thing. I liked uh, Shane's pickup of Patrick Lipinski. He didn't even start him. He just had him as, a, as an emergency. But the guy actually played really well. Um, and he's getting, like, he, he got quite a little bit of midfield time in there. And uh, Beveridge actually had a good few good things to say about him. Said he'll try and give him more midfield time. So that might be a nice little sneaky pickup that I'm pretty sure he got um, 
after teams were named. So, yeah, nice one there, Shane. Yeah, good one. That's a nice one, yeah. Yeah, he's been playing well in the VFL. Um, mm. I wanted to see I wanted to see a week of VFL form before I picked him up, but Shane jumped jumped on straight away. Looks like a good pick. Yeah, there's not many yeah. free agents around at the moment, so I guess you've got to go pretty quickly. Um, yeah, so good on you when it pays off. All right, we can uh, crack on onto your matchup. So one of the bigger wins of uh, of the round, I think the biggest win of the round, not a close match at all, a 289-point route over the party of Fife. Uh, ready, Lysit, yo, with the win. And uh, well done. That brings Cam's terrifying run of taking scalps to a swift end. Uh, we know he was uh, getting big, <laughs> big for his boots, so I'm glad that he managed to do that. Um, now I was mentioning before that I made a bad call about, um, our friend Goldstein. Well, and made another sort of, uh, bad call because I said Elliot Yo, he couldn't possibly get 16 tackles again, could he? Well, I mean, turns out technically I was right because he only got 15 this week. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, wise words, I think. Um, <laughs> but yeah, good insight. <laughs> No, absolutely huge for him. 132 points. Um, and yeah, you've got to be really pretty, pretty happy with that return. But overall, from your team, Steve, I think it was the story of your keepin keepers yet again. It's a familiar story. Uh, all four of them together combined for 469 points, which translates into a 117-point average. Uh, and that's even with Clayton Oliver being tagged to a pretty unspectacular 62 and that's, yeah, that's just incredible. Grundy in particular has been immense, and I wouldn't be surprised if he actually ends up being the top averaging player for the season. Um, I mean, we'll see what happens with Whitfield, obviously, but, you know, he is he is going bonkers. Um, and, yeah, you have to be happy for keepers <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, as mentioned before, Cam Guffrey, who you offered to me for Angus Brayshaw, who I regrettably did not give to you, maybe. I've got 107 points. Um, I do, obviously, helped out by Dangerfield being out, and I think that's sort of the story for him, isn't it? It's sort of a very role-dependent thing. If there's certain players that are missing, he'll play well. If there's a spot for him in the midfield, but otherwise, he might get pushed out a little bit. So, yeah, uh... Yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens with the rest of the Geelong team for the season to come. Um, I guess uh, Ablett will be missing this week, so that opens up another... Well, no, I guess Ablett's not in the midfield, but yeah, might open up some more point-scoring opportunities for him this week. Yeah, we'll see. I'm just happy that I got a, a free agent who's averaging 89. That's pretty pleasing. Yeah, and I think it might be one of the best free agent pickups of the season, so well done. Uh, all right, we'll talk a little bit about the party of Fife. Um, was a pretty pretty dire week for for him. Um, he only had the two sort of uh, highlights there with Nat Fife and Dom Sheed, the only two tons that he had. Um, everybody else had a pretty bad score. Uh, Sam Walsh, I just wanted to mention, it's crashed, I guess, crashed back down to earth a bit. It's sort of what you would expect from a rookie, though. Um, anybody expecting him to go above 100 for the season was probably, you know, really expecting too much. Um, and he looks like he's going to settle more around that sort of high 80s, possibly average. Um, and maybe he'll be better for getting a rest during the buyers as well. Um, but yeah, otherwise... Yeah, still much. outstanding. 
Still outstanding, of course, yeah. Still probably be the rising yeah. star. Yeah, um, I did want to mention, uh, so Party of Fife, I just have a few questions about his bench. Um, I'm not sure what Cam's playing at here, because... What bench? <laughs> someone that's at the bottom of the ladder carrying so many injuries is just crazy to me, Steve. So he had, missing this week, uh, just for injury, he had Mark Murphy, Jordan Dugowie, and Dangerfield. So obviously his team's going to be a bit down. Um, he had... He's had Stephen Hill and Tamish Hartlett all season who haven't played yet. Probably a bit questionable why you're oh, carrying didn't them he just the pick whole up season. No, no, no. He's had both of those guys all season. He... No, no, no. Sahu had Hartlett. Sahu had Hartlett. Did he? And then Cam picked him up. Yeah, oh, okay. Two... That's my bad. That's okay. not quite as bad. Yeah, he still went a bit early on him maybe. But yeah, Cam picked up Hartlett. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. Well, speaking of going early but on yeah. people, <laughs> then he's picked up Jake Lever, <laughs> then he's picked up Harley Bennell, then he's picked up Jaden Short, then he's picked up Dom Tyson. I mean, how many plays do you want that aren't going to show up for a couple of weeks? I just don't understand Another it. month. I, he's, yeah. acting, he's acting like he's a team who's already made finals and he's preparing for the you know the pointy end of the season. But Cam, mate, you're in, you're in third last place. Like, what are you playing for? <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. Good question. Yeah, I don't understand it. And he, it's, we've also got buys coming just around the corner. It's a point worth mentioning that this is the last round before buys. Um, I think it's probably the worst time to carry a lot of injured players because um, you kind of you kind of want to maximize your points a little bit. Yeah, you want to have the most players playing so the the, the bad scores don't count. Whereas if exactly. you if you only have twelve, they they all count. So. Yeah, I never like carry injuries through the buyers. Um, so strange tactics from Cam. Like he's definitely got some good players there, but he probably needs to have three of those, not six of them. So and, I'd and probably it's be great when he's yeah. playing. You know, getting good scores in six rounds time. But <laughs> I mean, that's going to be the consolation finals that he's playing for then. Yeah, maybe he's just after that number one draft pick next year again. <laughs> yep. For all the good it's done him this year. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, well, did you have anything to mention about your team or Cam's team to, to wrap up on that one? Um, oh, look, I, I thought it was going to be worse for me than it turned out to be with Shield uh, getting a hammy injury. Not too bad, apparently. Um, so I'm... Yeah, bit of relief. Yeah, he's, he's, not, he's not necessarily ruled out of this week, I mm, don't think. Yeah, and oh yeah, I was absolutely filthy with Jack Silvani um, getting only 39 against St Kilda, so I don't know how much longer he'll stay in my team. Um, he's, yeah, he's just too <laughs> inconsistent, but I guess that comes with playing forward for Carlton. You're never going to be consistent like Mackay or, you know, all of them really. Kerno. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all those great names. Yeah, are you are you waiting for someone to come back to fill that spot, or is that just a um, bit of a plug and play for you at the moment? Oh, oh look, I, I mean, Lysette was injured, and I've had him play start every week. He hasn't been fantastic, but he's started every week for me. Um, so Lysette will go back in there. Um, I'm hoping Jenkins gets picked eventually. Um, I'm uh, yeah. No, my forward line hasn't been as good since I traded out Gunston, but overall, happy to have Dylan Shield. So, yeah, every every team's got a weakness, and I guess mine is the forward line. 
Uh, yeah, fair enough. Okay, yeah. That, I mean, I'm glad you've got at least one. There's one kryptonite for you. So he is beatable, folks. All right. Do you want to crack on yeah, to the so next Yeah, so this was another matchup? upset. Um, possibly the biggest of the season on paper, 4th versus 12th, um, with 12th player. They still Rory Bontrealis scoring 1,505 to take down Alex Baby Got Zach, 1,439. Um, so obviously it looks like a massive upset on paper, but Alec has so many injuries um, that it sort of was a little bit um, predictable in hindsight. One of those ones. So he's carrying Jack Stephen, big boy McAvoy, Isaac Smith, who's apparently going to miss another three weeks, and Zach Williams from last week, all on the bench. Um, and yeah, yeah. To rub salt into the wound, he loses Christian Salem as a late withdrawal after concussion last week. He probably needed to have better cover um, than that, given the concussion. Um, but uh, that was, yeah, that was the decisive moment, really, where he he went for a loophole option, Jack Magigan. I don't know how to say his name, but. That, Madgen, um, Madgen, yeah. yeah, I don't know. So obviously, tempted by by Madgen's um, high ceiling and an average of forty seven last year. <laughs> so he's gone, gone, <laughs> gone for it there. <laughs> um, and yeah, he, yeah. he scored twenty five. So that was the cover. Um, and and he also had three forties in the forward line. So he just couldn't. Um, yeah, couldn't overcome those poor scores and injuries. Um, and I noticed one of those forties was uh, was your mate uh, Dean Kent <laughs> against Carlton. So yes, that's actually yeah. So that's actually the only point I wrote down for this matchup <laughs> was that you just can't trust that Kent. Uh, yeah, never trust that. Can't Kent. be trusted, indeed. Um, so even though he had a good matchup in in Carlton and a win, uh, just didn't didn't get on the scoreboard at all. So no good. Um, so that was that was Alex' uh, fairly good list of reasons to not win. Um, but on the on the Brighton side, Kieran's won two in a row. He got his second highest score of the season. He's now getting more consistency, as I mentioned last week. It, um, you know, it's uh, uh, yeah, it's not a great score, but it's it's a score that you expect to win probably half the time, 15.05, I reckon. Um, and, yeah, I guess... It's a respectable, it's respectable score. Yeah. So, I mean, speaking to that consistency, he only got two of the league medal votes out of six six votes available. So that just shows that he had a, a lot of scores in the, the 80s and the 90s, um, with his top scorer being Sloan's 119. Um yeah, he uh, he welcomed back Wayne Miller with 86 playing up forward. Um, really surprising, surprisingly effective um, up forward. Um, and he also had Justin Westoff overcome some pretty bad conditions in Tassie to get a 90. So, um, well, actually, I don't know how bad the conditions were. I heard they might be bad, but maybe they weren't. But he got a 90, which is a nice little bounce back from... 37 and 59 the previous two weeks so um yeah, yeah it was enough to get the job done um bailey smith the 18 year old is is uh was a solid starter for 93 um probably a bit underrated um i mean not that i'm 
back in Australia, so I don't really know. But, um, yeah, pretty solid first year, 18-year-old um, by the looks of things. So, hmm. yeah, one to keep an eye on maybe. It was actually the, the um, actually actually the pickup of the week. That was the, the Frasian of the week that Cam uh, – that sorry, that Kieran got there. Yeah. And started Bailey Bailey Smith. Oh, nice one. Yeah, good on him. Yeah, good good stuff. Uh, so yeah, that was um, and that's you know he's still um, Kieran's still looking to get Brad Ebert back pretty soon. So yeah, um, starting to put together some some scores, some winnable types scores. So yeah, good on him. Uh, hope it continues. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Two in a row. Well done. Uh, definitely getting his season. Well, at least getting his season a little bit more respectable. So he'll be enjoying himself a little bit more, uh, you would expect. And he has Cam next week. Um, so, yeah. yeah, you wouldn't rule out, you know. Ah. You never know. Yeah, could this be one of the biggest comebacks we've ever seen? I mean, you know what? Crazy things have happened. Um, it's not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't count him out just yet. You probably have to win every game, pretty much going on from here. But um, yeah, it could. It could happen. So we'll have to keep an eye on him. Um, yeah, Alrighty, I don't have anything else on that one. Cool. All right. Then the next matchup was Aki Blakey Hart. Falling to Manit Barcelona, um, 119 points, the difference, and a very achy bleaky day. Um, <laughs> Nick's namesake didn't do too much for him with only 57 points. It hasn't been a great return for Connor Blakely at all. Um, and yeah, it wasn't, wasn't a great score overall. Um, it was actually only the... It was the fourth lowest score for the round from Sahil, but that was good enough to get, to get him the win. So it was a pretty fortunate win for him, I guess, in general. Um, I did... Sorry, I, I think I said that Bailey Smith was the best free agent pickup um, for Kieran. I have to retract that, because it's actually Carl Amon who Sahil started. So sorry, Kieran, I'll take that back. <laughs> I think he might be the second best. <laughs> but yeah, Carl A Amon. So Sahil struck gold once again. He's done his little thing, picked someone up, and a very nice little 106 there to supplement his uh, centers. And he might actually be someone that does well, depending on whether uh, Rockcliffe might miss a few weeks, which I guess is the... Uh, yeah, which I guess uh, is sort of what hit Nick this week. Uh, he's lost Rockcliffe, which just adds to his sort of woes. Um, not sure how long he'll be out for, but if he misses expected for a to play weeks, this week, then... actually. They're talking about... I think it's travel to China. Right. Yes, so he's traveling over to China and they're gonna they're gonna assess him, uh, yeah, right. for that for that matchup. So we'll see how that goes. Indeed, I think he'll play. But yeah, okay, all right, yeah. So it might not be the worst loss for Nick, but either way, I mean, his ah, oh, what's going on with this team? It's just um, yeah, it's a, it's a bit all over the place. So he actually picked up three new free agents this week and started them. Um, he had two free agents from last week still starting, and none of them have gone particularly well. We're talking about guys like Jaden Hunt for 39, Daniel Rioli for 55, Harry McKay for 58, uh, Jay Lockhart as his final midfielder for 43. Um, yeah, 
Will Powell for 68. I mean, they're all they've all been pretty terrible. Um, and when you're starting Jay Lockhart as your final midfielder, like you know that things have just not gone well for you. Um, Camden McIntosh, who I spoke about last week, is his M5 at the moment. I mean, solid, yeah, solid things are, things are in deep trouble for Nick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess Matt Crouch will oh, be back God. soon. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't even touch him if he was a free agent. I wouldn't even want him on my team. He's a list clogger. <laughs> if anything, yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel so. I feel sorry for Nick because you know he got all of those um, picks. He sold out last year. He got all these great picks. Um, he went in with such hope into the draft, and it's all just fallen to crap for him. And it looks like the cycle might just have to repeat itself. I think he's pretty much going to be in sellout mode now, because I don't think there's too much saving the ship. I'm sorry to say. Um, and yeah, it looks like it looks like 2020 is the year to aim for. Yeah, yeah, it does look that way. I mean, you look at his early picks and. I mean, Crouch was good, but he's injured. Franklin's been injured. Rockcliffe got injured. Just, you know, a minor injury, but nonetheless, Redden's been fine. Shield, he traded. Pollock's probably underperformed. I, I didn't like how early he picked him. Sinclair's been solid, but no. probably picked too early. Cripps is a keeper. He's been great, um, generally. Lambert's been injured. So we've talked about his last couple of weeks. Uh, so Lambert missed, missed one, and, and yeah, Crouch has missed two. Um, and then Blakely's just come back in uh, as a keeper. If you looked at, a keeper. And, then, and, yeah. and then if he kept going from yeah. that, if he kept going from that, Fantastic. so rounds Did. ten to twenty, yeah. he's dropped. All he's dropped pretty much all of those yeah. guys. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, not not all of them, but yeah, nearly. Yeah, I mean he has Burton who's injured, um, so he's probably been hit by injuries worse than than most. Um, he definitely, yeah, he definitely hasn't been lucky with injuries, but I think he's also, he's been pretty quick to drop players. So if you look at those guys, we're talking Fantasia, Josh Jenkins, Tom Jonas, Jaden Short, uh, Mitch McGovern, and uh, Jarman Impey. Um, all of those got snapped up by other teams. So, mm. like, obviously, you know, some teams are more willing to carry uh, injured players than others, but guys like Jarman Impey, he just dropped on form. Yeah. And since he yeah. got dropped, he's actually been averaging... 84. Yeah. So a bit impatient. You know, maybe, maybe maybe Nick just had a few too many snap reactions. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um. The other the other huge one that he dropped this season was of course Chris Main, who came back a lot quicker yeah. than than yeah. he would have expected, but now is looking like he could have definitely uh, well, he could be starting him over Camden McIntosh, and wouldn't that be? I'd say it is a bit of bad luck, but also a little bit of impatience, and you also see that with his free agent pickups, like he'll, you know, give someone one week. And then Burnham, um, you know, just, yeah, sometimes you have to give someone two weeks if you really believe in them, even three weeks sometimes. Um, and, yeah, sometimes it doesn't work out. Yeah, yeah exactly right. But, for, for example, for me, Silvani, case in point, I've given him a few weeks. Maybe it's starting to look like it, it's a bit of a bust, but I'm basing that on four weeks of data. And has it really cost me many points? Well, not really, because if I'd picked up some other free agent – Who's to say the other free agent would have done better than 67 last week or 39 even this week? You know, I, I possibly would have picked someone up mm. who'd scored the same. I'd rather have the same guy um, who I sort of believe in has a bit of talent rather than just go, okay, this guy got 80 last week. I'll plug him in this week, um, which, yeah, it's just a different approach, I suppose. 
Yeah. Um, so, so just to touch funnily enough on that um, German MP point, um, so Sahu actually had him against Nick this week, so that would have been a bit annoying against for Nick. Um, Josh Battle was another one that Nick dropped, um, that Sahu started against him. So a couple of guys sort of coming back to haunt him. Jarman MP's only made his way into Sahil's team because of a trade that he did. So we had a trade this week, which was uh -huh. Jarman MP for Jeremy Howe. Yes. Um, which, yeah, uh, Max, I think... Uh, well, Jeremy Howe has actually changed uh, spots between these two teams a little bit over the couple, last couple of years. So Jeremy Howe um, started off in Max's team, gave him to Sahil. Sahil's kept him. Um, for a year or two, and now he's finally made his way back into Max's team. Uh, so well done, Max, on getting your boy back, I guess. But he's having a pretty crappy year. So, in fact, um, a 65-point average, whereas German MPs above 70 at the moment. So, I mean, I don't think too much of that trade. It's a bit of a... It's, it's, it's not bad. I think German MP could very well be the better player there. Mm, probably has more upside, in a way, being young. Um and yeah, obviously Clarko likes him, traded him to the club. And yeah, I mean, you look at Jeremy Howe's last five years and they actually are almost symmetrical little pyramid. So five years ago, average 65, four years ago, 82, three years mm -hmm. ago, 90, two years ago. Sorry, uh, I probably added a year onto all of those, but oh. 65, 82, 90, 82, 65. So yeah. Due for a 65.3 this year. Yes, looks like it. Mm. But don't worry, don't worry, Matt's back back to 82 next year, no doubt. <laughs> probably probably <laughs> worth keeping. Yeah, that's right. Just make sure you keep yeah. him, exactly, yeah. I'm sure you don't have anyone else useful. Keep him. Uh, <laughs> all right, I had one final point on this matchup, and that was the fact that, and this is just another one that I mentioned last week, but I finally got one right, Steve. I said... Jackson Trangove will be absolutely ah. useless once Tim English comes back. Yes. And I bet that Sahil still starts him. And he did. And he, he got him 33 points. Ooh. And <laughs> he was absolutely useless. <laughs> uh, if only Sahil listened to this podcast, he might have been saved. Yeah. Um, and call. it was actually... It was, it was a little bit worse because Sahil... Thank you. Thank you. I'll pat myself on the back for that one. Um, it was a little bit worse because Sahil left Dane Rampey on his bench um he played in the friday night game so he could have actually loopholed him in and he got 91 points so obviously uh a bit of a late wake up there in barcelona and didn't get up in time for the game uh but yeah that could have that could have saved him and look it didn't cost him the win um, not even close but it did cost him about 60 points and you know points are still important so yeah definitely definitely something that uh he wants to uh, rectify in the future. Yeah, I mean, if only the fixture was set for the for the week in advance, like <laughs> you, you could look at who was playing Friday night and and just you don't have to you don't have to set them on, on as your emergency on Friday. You can set them earlier in the week. But yeah, good point. He should have capitalized well, look, the program. Well, I mean. I mean, giving Sahil a year's notice for the draft day doesn't seem to work. So what's the what's the chance of giving him a week's notice to set a team's going to work? Yeah, and he was trying to make a trade potentially with me uh, 20 minutes before the Friday night game. So he definitely was online. Um, yeah, uh, he had the chance to put Rampy on and just overlooked it, I guess. Yeah, 
Such is life. <laughs> such, such is life indeed. All right. Uh, did you have anything else about that one? Because that about wraps it up for me. Um, uh, I'll, maybe I'll just say that it was probably the first week where Gunston's um, thoroughly beaten Shield by by the tune of fifty odd points, six goals. Uh, obviously, a match-winning performance from from Gunston in in terms of Hawthorne, but but unfortunately not for for ABH. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah, finally t- turning the tide on that trade uh, for Nick, maybe. So it's not, not as terrible as it looked to start with. All right, a little bit of icing on the cake there for you, Nick. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think uh, there'll be a fire sale coming soon, so keep an eye out for that one, everybody else. All right, so and just turning our attention to the coming week, Steve, um, I'm just having a look at the coming up matchups. Um, there's one interesting one that sort of springs out at me, and that's uh, two of our listeners. Uh, I shot the Sharon coming up against Cornflakes. It's a battle of first versus fourth. Nice. Um, looking at projected scores here, both are projected to score in the 1600s, looking to be one of the highest scoring games of the round. And I think, uh, yeah, I think it could be quite a good one. Um, and it'll be interesting to see whether Max can keep his you know top of the ta- uh, table spot or whether he'll finally get some points actually scored against him and uh yeah get put to the test do they have any any big names back either of them this week oh max might um i i think who's that uh it looks like he's got cochin lined up as his friday night emergency and i think cochin might be coming back this week so that's that's not a bad one to have as a loophole first game back, um, and also I guess he's he's got a Bryce Gibbs just sitting on his bench, could be back, but he might not be. So yeah, uh, um, danger for uh, Shane if those guys are available. Um, but yeah, does Shane have anyone? We know he's got some injuries. Zach Jones, what's going on with Jones? Yeah. Jones. Jones is Jones is still out for a week or two. Um, okay. He's in fact uh, Shane's still starting J, J, JPK, and he's not going to be playing. He's out for I think three or four weeks. Oh yeah, so yeah. He's going to need some cover there. Yeah. Bad news there. Um, he's still got still still got Menegola out. Still got Pierce Hanley out. Um, so yeah, I think he's. Uh, I don't think he's got anyone else in. I think he's just losing people, wow. unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, he looks a few short now. So looks like Max will continue his winning ways. I would, I would predict. But funnier things have happened. We'll see. Shane might have to start his great free agent pickup of Patrick Lipinski. He might make the field for him. Uh, see how he goes. And I think he'll be hoping that Reese Matheson, his new free agent pickup, makes a uh, appearance. But yeah, maybe, maybe he might be in a little bit of trouble. Yeah. I'm uh I'm also quite excited about playing Brett this week because obviously not excited in the Ooh. sense that I'm expecting a win. I just think it'll actually be interesting because we were the top two scorers last week and yeah. Um, I feel like I don't play Brett a lot in this league. Obviously, there's a couple of teams each year that you you only play once. Um, and yeah, I think that'll be an interesting one as well. Um, yeah. And I've and I'm playing against Sahil, and you know what? He, I actually have a look now, and he's actually set his team. 
He's got Brandon Ellis and Liam Baker as uh, his Friday night loopholes, ah. so he learned his lesson very swiftly, which is which is which is annoying. Although, um, but knowing Sahi will probably forget. Ellis average is ninety four. <laughs> Brandon, <laughs> and he's still got he's Jackson Trengrove on, on field. field. So, <laughs> so, so no one tell him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Flacco is my way. He won't remember to switch them around on Saturday. So good. All right, let's let's keep it that way. Uh, <laughs> he won't listen to this anyway. So we might we might end this there anyway. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to that to that cheap win. Hopefully, we'll see. Yeah, good stuff. All right. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. It's been another good week to wrap up. Uh, we look forward to coming back next week, uh, which will be the start of buys. So get yourselves ready for that. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening. Cheers. Catch you later. See you next week.